2: Welcome
4: back, sleepers, to the lucky die. Previously, Lafian takes a prisoner, Rao finds burning papers, Squash is shocked by Deiching's choices, and Sultana worries about Lafian losing it. With Deiching gone, the team investigate the lair and find a collection of very interesting books. Adette, the Gifter of Hell, is also the bearer of bad news as she reveals that they are closer to the apocalypse than they had imagined. However, Adet is also dedicated to taking the team for some well-earned R&R. How can they use the anchor against Deichin? Is there a gentleman's dueling club for deities? And what is Deichin trying to do with the planes? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to The Lucky Die. Laughing as squash, you hear a very tiny knock on the door. A tiny knock, you say? How tiny? Just like a really <laughs> gentle tapping. Like, they're trying not to wake anyone, but if anyone is awake, they'll hear it. Is it morning? They're just trying to be... It's not. Um, It's probably... Actually, no. Let's say it's about six in the morning, like the sun is beginning to like come through like the the window. Um it's beginning to like cast like really bright lines across the room. Um so it's kind of a little hard to see. laughing if you want to be mid meditation that's entirely up to you. Squash whether you're actually awake or not is entirely up to you.
1: He probably would be mid mid meditation then because I need four hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
4: In which case you're probably kind of aware but also oblivious. Does that make sense? <laughs> Like in a periphery, it's going off like a dream. Like, yeah, there's someone knocking on the door. I should be fine. We're on a god island. Who cares? Uh,
0: I I'm gonna say that Squash had like grabbed a couple of papers and like thrown them on the bed and was lying lying reading them, and he'd probably fallen asleep uh, trying to force himself <laughs> to read boring weird papers out of spite. <laughs> the wood stage it was not a motivator <laughs> enough.
4: Learning because of spite, yay! That's healthy. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Squash just like. Pops his head up and like ah, uh, oh, uh, uh, one second, and he just kind of like crawls out of the bed, tries to step on as few papers as he can before he opens the door.
4: Uh, you're not sure if it's Groomshaw, Demi, but they are standing there.
0: Oh. Uh, come in. We've got papers. We've got things to read.
4: Right. Yes. Papers. Okay. Um. Yeah, Grimmsh mentioned that you had found things and that they probably had magic on. Hi, Lafian.
1: Oh, is he, <laughs> is he just, meditating or is he just oh, um, asleep? He, he Hello, open. sorry, I was uh, meditating.
4: No worries. Do you want me to leave? I know I'm like super loud, but I can probably do this outside or on the beach or something. Um, although I do kind of super need to sleep, so maybe I'll just go find a place. I maybe mean, I'll just go find some weird place to sleep and I'll catch up with you guys tomorrow or today. Later Sh- today, I guess that would yeah, be the answer.
1: That's that's fine. Um, the Squash, you... Appraise them what? about the thing yeah. I told you with the and yeah, I'm, yeah okay i
0: will I'll, I'll take care of that, yeah, uh yep. and squash just kinda leaves the room uh and goes outside uh with Debbie back to me uh, are you
4: bringing the papers with you, or no, no, he's
0: just gonna <laughs> catch her up, and then he's gonna let everybody go to sleep, uh squash is not going to okay. try to go back to studying <laughs> uh um okay, uh. Hey Demi, sorry, I, I fell asleep while reading through the notes. Um,
4: it's okay, I'm very super much there also. I'm like very, 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 very tired because I think I've kind of been awake for two. I think Grimsh kept my body awake the night before when you guys arrived, so I'm I kind of... I'm, I'm operating on maybe basically nothing, and I'm very fumey right now, so if you can make it like super succinct and to the point, I would very much appreciate that before I go pass out somewhere, either in like the sand or one of these no, huts or in like a hammock or something. Let's, I really let's just
0: head, head over whatever hut is Grimsh's and... Uh, You can lie down there. I'll tell you on the way. Um, So Deijin had been studying how to break apart the planes. And he was trying to create like little pockets where everybody was separated from everybody else. But he didn't do that. uh, No, he managed to separate us and the stalking and Bellum from everybody else. Yeah. Uh, So I I think either he didn't have enough... um, so so he had a bunch of god stuff. Uh, he had Savras' shards. He had Sultana's blood. I think mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, Lafian mm-hmm, I thinks that, that yep. he was probably using that as um, fuel for the spell components. Uh, I know magic. Well, works. yeah.
4: If you're going to be casting a spell that probably hasn't been cast before, you either need to sacrifice a lot because it's going to be some sort of chaos magic, or you're going to need something exceptionally, exceptionally powerful to like basically give it the oomph that it needs to the oomph that it needs. I'm sorry, I'm very, very tired. The oomph that it needs so that you can actually cast the spell. Like it's a big sacrifice, a very powerful thing. And like the bod, the the blood of a goddess to be is pretty powerful, and also like the remains of a god who ascended and then has also recently died. Probably also pretty powerful things. And from what I picked up when we were dropping cast off just now, like the the kind of gobby thing that was like separating the two realities mm-hmm. or two planes or whatever it was that they ended up making, like that is also very, very, very powerful, but i didn't i wasn't I wasn't really paying that much attention about what the name of it was, I probably should have been, but I am yeah, yeah I, I couldn't hear everything no uh
0: yeah it, it was it was weird um yeah, so wait, you can use powerful items to make the sa- magic sacrifice,
4: yes I know, so. Kind of yes and no. Uh, it com- completely depends on the item and the kind of spell that you're casting. So, if like the first time that you know fire has been turned into a um, I, I don't know, like a like a the basis of like a a miniature version of you. There's a complete replica, except like one foot tall instead of three foot tall. Like that would probably require a little bit less of a sacrifice. You could probably use something like um. Uh, I don't know, like probably just a shard of severus, like just a really tiny little bit that may possibly do, or a tiny drop of blood from an avatar, like maybe that will do. But when you're kinda of splitting planes, you're gonna need something that is way bigger. Like you're talking like <sighs> You're talking like either a lot of blood or you're talking about exceptionally magical items that kind of belong to gods themselves or to the sentinels themselves because apparently there are some of those relics also floating around. So that's also a thing that you could probably also do. Or, yeah, there's some really powerful magic things out there that could probably deal with the bigger magical unknown spells. But they're really difficult to get hold of and very, 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 very rare that basically it's not exactly impossible to do it, but we kind of write it off as a possibility because it's so difficult to get hold of. All right. Yeah. OK. Uh
0: I thought I thought you could only bargain with your own body and reality. I didn't know you could bargain with other physical items.
4: Yeah, because like, let's 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 imagine like um.
0: What am I imagining? What did you just imagine?
4: <laughs> Wait, well, No, I'm I'm no. This is V laughing. Shut oh, okay. No. Yeah,
1: cue the jazz music. <laughs> cue the jazz music.
4: So, did your parents ever tell you like? Um, i'm sorry um did like when you were young did you ever hear the, like the story the idea of like the dragon tree
0: uh yeah i th- i think i vaguely remember my parents reading that that, that childhood story to me
4: yeah, so they're like leaves and sap and like branches from that. And they're like very, very powerfully magic because like they were kind of like created by the gods and then they apparently made dragons. That's actually very, very, very not true, but they are also equally very powerful. Like having something from that would be probably enough to create like a small plane or to like separate our plane from all the other planes, stuff like that. They are so unbelievably powerful. You could use that to, to we theorize, even like cast wish, but let's this is not, that's not, getting hold of that is basically impossible because that kind of belongs in like Miracle's like tiny little death realm and nobody really... Well, you guys have been there. I mean you you, you did the thing, but like
0: Ah. Uh, right. So uh yeah. Uh the 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 yeah, we we saw the dragon leaf tree. Uh we Yeah. yeah. We reclaimed some of that to bring back um um monarch. Emma. Hey. Emma, Sorry. <laughs> we Who you-
4: Am I the tired one or are you the tired one?
0: Uh we're both very tired. Uh, you're more tired than me, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was rough. Yeah, so that's what these books seem to be about. Um, they're about this like planetary creation, I guess. Uh, I guess Dejan assaulted Carson to steal his stuff.
4: Well, from what I figured out from what Carson was saying is, like, he realized that a bunch of very powerful things had been stolen, including like the blood, including the Shavar shards. He said that there was a gem over in, um, over in one of his Kino stores that had been stolen, and all the people around there had been killed, so nobody could see anything. Anyway, he ended up hunting those items down by finding out that there was also a missing alchemist stone, which came from these like two really nice people who had used to be on Kino and were actually now on Discora, and that had been stolen from. Him. So he hunted that down, and then he got caught, but he kept the alchemist stone safe, so nobody knows where it is except him, and he's going to keep it that way.
5: Okay, that's good.
4: Except maybe if I need to borrow it in a couple of days if you want to make another web of creation because, hey, that moon is, like, way bigger than it should be and I think we've lost, like, five days of time or something. I think Grimch was filling me in and I'm not entirely sure. So, like, we have an option of making that in a few days. So he said he might lend it to us, but he might not because he's, like, very uncomfortable with the whole situation and he wants to make sure that nobody has access to really super powerful magic stuff right now because he does not want to get screwed, I think. Also, he's really, really angry.
0: Who? <laughs> Carson or Grinch? Yes. <laughs> you you moved so
4: from... is right <laughs>
0: uh, I think Squash is looking up Are the stars back?
4: <sighs> On your perception um, The stars are back But there's a lot less of them Than what you would have remembered As like a kid for example Like they are going out
0: They were completely gone When we were close to the lair, right?
4: Correct, yes When you were separated from the planes But now the planes are back together The stars are there But they are disappearing
0: yeah, Squash just breathes a sigh of relief. Okay. They haven't ruined everything yet. Um, Tomorrow morning, let's go through those papers and see if we can... You
4: mean later today, not tomorrow morning, because tomorrow morning I like, <laughs> probably need to have you guys on the other plane. So, like, yes. sorry.
0: Later today, let's go through those papers and let's see if we can do something that will prevent Dayton from splitting the worlds again. Yeah that's a good idea. If we can just set up some kind of a a wedge, some kind of a a, a, a just a a big old fuck off wall that that won't let him do that again. That would be yeah. really good.
4: Um, um so this this is this is Grinch. this is this is me. Oh, right.
0: Yes, yeah, sorry. Um do you know if anybody's in any of the other ones? I'm assuming not. I'm just taking that one.
4: You can come inside if you want. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first. Uh, she looks like really like flush. Yeah, that would be nice.
0: Um, oh, I do actually have something I-, I wanted to show you. And Squash reaches into his pocket, and he brings out a flower he picked close to Daedalus' lair. Is it missing its <sighs> right, colors? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is uh a uh, uh, Laura Lily. Um. They're usually very, very colorful, and you can actually kind of see the weirdness of the, of the, the, the grayscale that it's cast itself. But uh, everything around Dayton's area was like, like black and white, it lacked colors. And yeah, I, I remember. I thought it was very interesting to see a flower that is usually just so, so colorful, just completely black and white. I just thought it was very uh, unique.
4: Uh, she kind of like really gently takes it, um, and she kind of like opens the door, and she says, "It is. It's um. It's really pretty. Thank you. I I, I don't have anything. Um, I have anything to give you.
0: You're no, you're busy with Grimsh ninety nine percent of the time. I don't let think he lets you stop and smell the flowers, does he? <laughs>
4: No, not really. Um, I always have to wear shoes. Like, I lost a bet and now I have to wear shoes all the time and it's super horrible. Whoa, but, what bet yeah.
0: did you lose? Uh,
4: well, I kind of made a bet on like how far I could cast a certain spell and I was, uh, let's say, a foot or two out. And I swear it's because Grimsch moved it, but I'm not entirely sure. But I honor I, I my bets. Um, we were chasing someone down. Like,
0: I bet you he cheated.
4: <laughs> yeah I mean that's not quite the whole story but yeah
0: he cheated a lot
4: I uh no 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 just um there's more to that story but um I guess that's between Crimson and me <laughs> yeah hey. alright um she kind of like sits on the bed and like lays back and it's probably not even like before her head hits the pillow like she's already snoring
0: It's been a long day, hasn't it? It's been a long... Long year. I think Squash just... uh, crawls up on the bed, just... tries to make himself, like, small and not in the way.
4: (laughs) There's plenty of room. All right. Uh, Seems like a good place to leave them at that. Who wants to go first? Roll off. Roll off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to an actual beach episode. <laughs> we're actually on a beach. <laughs> know
6: what that means.
7: I rolled a one.
0: Who's next? <laughs> what dice did you even roll to roll
7: a one?
2: He rolled, I rolled 20. a 20. <laughs> there were 20, <laughs> 20 options and I rolled one. Yeah, well, I going to you, you to roll so
7: Check that wow. shit out. <laughs> Get out of my way. No. This no. <laughs> wants to go.
2: We're
1: just trying to roll with Of course. Somehow, the one time it matters. Or it doesn't matter, I should say. Oh, this matters. This Does matters. It? Oh, as soon as I go, everybody else's beach just ruined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why I'm are you ruining this? our beach episode? no,
4: no, 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 no So the beach episode is going to be split into tiny little pieces. So all the things that we have discussed about let's do this on the beach episode and some of the things I have put to side of you, some of it is time related. So some things will happen in the evening and some things will happen about midday when you've had a long enough rest. Um, I'm not going to require the full eight hours to get a good rest. You are on like mod slash God Island. So let's say however long you sleep, you'll get a full night's rest. Um, That will clear your exhaustions. Um, Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. Okay. All right. Ral, I require you to please make your morning roll. You know you are cleared of exhaustion. Don't even, don't even try am that. On I, am I?
7: We'll see. <laughs> right yes, now. you are. Um, Let's see if you gain another one. I am. I did realize uh, after <laughs> ending the last episode um, mm-hmm. that I d- did my one mistake. I'm not supposed to do and run off and sleep alone. So here I am rolling a D four. You got it. It's a two. You're fine. I have no exhaustion.
4: You are exhaustion free. You are acid free. Um Okay. All right, let me bring up notes for Ral. When you wake up, you the sun is streaming in. Um it is a nice warm feeling. It is as those of you who are waking up this day, you'll realise that the day is very, very, very hot. It is one of those, like, you'll want to sit in the shade, you'll want to put suntan lotion on. Like, it's a hot today. It is unseasonably warm for winter. Um, winter, you still sometimes have, like, sunny days, but today is grim. It's, like, very, very hot. Um, but there is a nice, like, flow of air through the tiny little hut you're in. And it's probably like a minute or two later after you fully come round, you start feeling like in your chest. You start feeling like another thud, just right next to yours. And then you hear a knock on the door, and then it swings open, and you see that Ema is standing there along with a somewhat smaller red dragonborn. Ema, Rale! what are you doing? And she runs over and jumps <laughs> on the bed and basically Bro, jumps on
5: top so of you. And starts like nuzzling
4: you. <laughs>
7: Hi, how did you get here? (laughs) Emil. Ah.
5: Emil brought us. He brought us and he brought um, me and this is our friend who needs a patron.
0: (laughs) I thought you said, I thought you were going to say who needs a patron. I was like, we're making a warlock randomly in the middle of the fucking game? What are you doing?
5: Yes, we are going to make a warlock. No, we're not. That's not what is happening.
7: You said that, what was this? uh, This dragonborn? Is this a dragonborn? Yep.
0: A red. Yep. Tiny little red um, dragonborn. So
4: there is a smaller red dragonborn. Tiny. Um, no, smaller, like, as in younger. Maybe longer. a foot. Tall. Um, <laughs> stop. I fell. <thought. laughs>
5: Meet your daughter. Hello. No. It's just... I made egg. <laughs> I made egg. Step two. Step three.
4: Have baby. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the drunk fire uh, the phoenix's name? Jen,
2: Jen Jen's.
0: hatched. Oh.
5: Congratulations,
0: <laughs>
7: Jen. I think there was an S. Uh, all
4: right, um, let me just type her name out in a way that it makes sense to me.
7: I was trying oh, to remember on, Jen's worry.
4: name,
0: and Jen Kisser kept coming to my head. And I was like, no, that's
4: fair. <laughs> no, no, that's for another time. <laughs> Which incidentally has arrived in Discora. I'm so stoked.
0: Gentious, so is your adoptive son.
5: <laughs> so this is Yasrena. Um and they wanted to spend a little bit more time with me. And when Emil came and said, like, hey, we could come meet you because uh things are happening and he can help me do the thing that I'm doing, Yasmana asked if they could uh join us and they wanted to talk to you a little bit because um I think they need a little bit of help adjusting to like everything basically.
7: Oh. Okay. Um well yeah. it's obviously kind of warm, so stay in the shade. Um um <laughs> hmm <laughs> um
4: uh Yes, yeah, Rena is basically like wearing uh who comes from Library Cat? Thank you. Um basically wearing like not really much at all. And uh, they're basically wearing a, a, like a pair of shorts um and like just kind of like a really thin t-shirt. Um but they're not wearing any shoes or anything else. Nothing is dark colored to like attract more light or anything. And there's obviously like burn marks like all over like their hands and like um their kind of like upper arms sort of thing. Um and the same like around their nostrils, and see his obvious burn marks. Um, and you see them just like nod, and like she takes a step into like the porch area so that you can no longer see her, but that's where the kind of more of the shade is.
7: Yeah. Raw hugs Ama. Of course, they've probably been hugging. And um, yes. We'll then go up because Raw, like Raw knows this person, right? <laughs> like Raw's. All...
4: Yeah, it's one. Of, yeah, okay. it's, it's definitely one yeah, of the Dragon yeah, yeah. Yeah. kids, Yeah, this is yeah. A, a new um,
7: person. Um, so Rob will go over and give them a hug as well and
4: <laughs> they they kind of like as you go to hug them they kind of like take a little bit of a step back um and she says i'm sorry
5: um i, I don't want to accidentally burn you
7: oh that's okay uh,
5: hi hi um
7: uh, rob will <laughs> kind of hold his hand out instead <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, yes, Rena. Like she reaches out and she says, "My name's Yasrena.
5: Um, my friends call me Rena."
7: Hi, I remember. Um,
5: it's a really pretty place here.
7: Yes, different than Marius, huh
5: mm. Definitely different. It was a lot easier for me there. I think today might be a bit of a bad day.
2: Um,
7: is this a place where the water is kind of cool, or is the water super warm? Uh,
4: I guess you haven't tried yet. <laughs> But the <laughs> guess maybe yeah, being that Claws um Claws and Tio when they came back were just saturated in water and like the pooling water underneath uh claws underneath it's like motted fur. It's like it was kind of like cool. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> so you take from that whatever you like. <laughs>
7: um well we could try maybe going uh to the water, more comfortable and um you know.
4: Okay. Um, she like very like quickly just like begins to walk out and Eamon just like puts a arm around your waist and like, she kind of like half drags you, runs you in towards the water. Um, and, uh, Rena kind of like steps into the water and like, you can see her jump back a little bit. It is obvious that this water is cold, like really <laughs> icy cold, um, compared to at least the temperature around you. Um, yeah. And she, she dives in and, and like goes for like a, a good swim. Um, and she says, the water is really nice. It's right. it's a little cold for you maybe,
5: but
7: uh, I'll be okay. I will just sit down here. And Raw kind of goes to a bit more of a shallow, you know.
4: Yeah. Sits down. <laughs> Aima just goes into the water yeah. like she's also a fire dragon, yeah. so she's just like, Yes, <laughs> this is the best. Like she throws all of her clothes off and just dives straight in the water. Like this is great for her. Um and you see her and Ren are just like splashing about in the waves and you see the girl kind of like from a very shy, nervous thing and very like um, withdrawn to like, she seems to be having a little bit more fun. But as soon as she decides to like leave the water, because it's like a good amount of time um, that she's been in there, she just comes and sits next to you as Aima just kind of like lays back and just like, <laughs> you know, right in that shallow area. Um, she just like lies back and just like, this is okay. This is the kind of water that I can deal with. It's just like a bath. Nothing nothing more than that. This is fine.
7: This is a cold bath, Aimer.
4: Yes, it is just a cold <laughs> bath. It is okay. This this is okay. Much, much deeper water than that, okay. This this tiny bath, this is okay. Just tell me it is a bath.
7: <laughs> it is a bath. You like your bath cold. That's fine. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um uh Rena turns to you and she says You asked us to do homework.
7: Uh, Yeah. Do you have any idea of what you might want to do? It's, you know, no pressure, of course. I just want to help.
5: It's just everybody else wanted to be like a... They wanted to be a fighter or they wanted to be a farmer. They wanted to learn magics or be a healer. I don't want to do any of those things. I the thing I want to do it I I don't think maybe it is worth doing for me. I don't I don't know what I would add to everything.
2: What is it?
5: I want to play the cello. That's I tried that meditation thing that you taught everyone, but I it doesn't work for me. I just get frustrated that I can't keep the music out of my head, and I get angry, and then I get get stressed, and then makes everything worse. I just want to play music, but everybody else wants to be helpful to society, and I, I is playing music enough
7: i have to check i'm gonna cut this out <laughs> um elise is the one that plays uh the flute right
4: she's a she can play the lute, but she's also a belly dancer that's her like her main trait as bard
7: okay is she still alive <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes yeah
4: <laughs> I'm going to see. You look back and you can see, like, Elise and Tuck just, like, okay, sitting here. on, like, the cool. rocking chairs outside of their heart in the shade. They're, like, I, they're not going out into the sun. i way too I'm, fucking or, I'm I'm giving Neil, today,
7: so.
0: <laughs> I'm giving Leo all the dividends because, like, a lot of people from Cassie, uh, Salt Hunter's Past just <laughs> randomly <laughs> dropped dead in the show.
4: <laughs> no, they didn't everyone is alive what is wrong with you guys <laughs>
7: i don't know what's wrong with me i can't remember anything
4: <laughs> that's fine no you look back and you can see like the pair of them back there
7: okay i think that that's more than fine in fact uh the dragonborn may not have figured it out but you know there are many ways to be helpful with that kind of thing I could introduce you to someone.
5: In- introduce me to who?
7: Uh, you see them over there?
5: Uh-huh. The gnome and the, the dwarf.
7: Yes. <laughs> it's dwarf, right? The, uh, she's a dwarf. Yes. yes Elise is a dwarf, Taka's yes. No, okay. I thought I'm he was a halfling.
1: I got this. <laughs> I thought Tuck was a halfling. Uh-oh. Are you sure?
4: Don't start this halfing thing with me. Again. He's a gnome. He's a gnome.
1: <laughs> okay. He's a gnome. All right.
4: That's where Zoltana,
1: that we can't gnome is, Keep right? doing
7: this.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> um, the dwarf. She has. Uh, yeah. She's very good at the flute, and does magic with it. It's very helpful. Um, comes to fights with us and. It's very helpful. I don't helpful. think I want to fight. That's okay. You don't have I to think fight. a
5: cello might be too big to take into a fight.
7: You don't have to fight. I uh, understand that their focus is a lot on stories. That seems fun.
5: I can tell stories. I can. I can sing a little bit. Everybody else wants to be productive. I just. I just want to make music. You don't think that is a waste of my time?
3: I
7: don't think that's useless at all. I wanted to be a fighter and, you know, like everyone else. And then I was one and now I kind of don't want to be. So I kind of get it.
5: What do you want to be?
7: I don't know. I've done a lot of things already. Um,
5: Amos said that he used to bask when you were in Folsom for the first time.
7: Yeah, I kind of just started. uh, I always like to make people happy, you know. And uh, I I did end up fighting, but, you know, I did enjoy. it. It was kind of like they were, you know, happy with me fighting i think i just like making people happy so i get that
5: what did you play
7: um i just did drums and tapped you know um it was kind of simple but i got pretty good at it but people kind of the tail was kind of a novelty to people around here you could do a little <laughs> extra beat with it and yes people seem to i think it
2: was neat
5: it seems like the Temple in Falsam, the place where we are staying, there are a lot of people with tails, but it seems <laughs> like the ones who live on the surface mostly, it is new for them. But I think that they will get used to it. I like get used to people not having tails. Isn't that really strange?
7: It is strange. Um.
5: <laughs> How do they keep balance? I don't know. Well, maybe if I get good at the cello and you don't think that it is a waste. I no maybe not always. we could be like a two person dragon bond band and you could play the drums while I played the cello.
7: That sounds fun. Sure. Yeah. And um, Do you have a cello?
5: I do. Um. I used to play a little bit in Daimarius, but obviously when I came here, I I couldn't take that with me. It was too big. Yeah. But, um. Aima managed to get one. She asked me not to ask where she got it from, so.
7: Oh, um, well, <laughs> she just implied with Aima and isn't going to ask either. Aima still like, but probably like can kind guess like, that it's stolen.
4: Yeah, Aima's still like kind of like floating in the ocean, but she kind of like waves a hand when she hears her name being mentioned. Like you can tell that she's breathing. She's trying to like focus on not being scared of like being in like the, the ocean. But like yeah, she's just kind of like lying in, in the in the, the kind of uh, the surf. Um but yeah, when she hears her name, she could like thumbs up like, yeah, I am okay.
7: <laughs> yeah. We can we can figure it out. We can um we can get you something for now that you can't burn and then, you know, later you can really yeah, figure out. That would be know, good. We can make a difference. Um,
5: you said it was the dwarf lady over there, who, who does music and magic and stuff.
7: Yes, we can. We can go and introduce you, and we don't have to she run can, that like, scene. She kind of stands up. But we we can go.
4: Yeah, like She stands <laughs> up and smiles, and she she basically says, "Okay, I'd like to meet her now. If that's okay." Okay, sure. And then yeah. Uh, the pair of you and Ama just, like, realizes that you guys are gone. It's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm in the water. No, 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 I'll come back! Like, picking up her clothes as she goes... You're laying and, like, down. You're fine. You're
7: daughter. in the sand. It's just a little water. It's tied. It's fine. <laughs> and Brawl's trying to, like, it's follow really the dragon... Well. Brawl's like, following the other dragonborn with, like, a big leaf or something, trying to shade them from the sun as they walk towards this other person. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I have to, to help. Um... <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, Ava goes up. back and tries to get, like, a big bucket of, like, the water. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, wait, no, it's just too hot, stop it. And she's just, like, she runs over in a bit of a mad panic. Um, she's clearly having fun. She's not worried. All right, brilliant. Uh, that's where I'm going to leave you for a little bit. Uh, who was next?
0: The C to the A to the S to the E. Why? That's KC I don't know how to spell your name anymore. KC's next? Yeah.
6: Well, I like that you just... To uh, D, the I A, do... to the S, to the E, to the Y, because because I said so, Casey.
7: Yeah. What what rolls are you going by that Casey goes next?
6: Wait, what? Yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't want what don't the want, want to cheat the the, the if, roles. if Neil had one,
7: oh. Oh, so yeah, Aether sorry, should I, be
6: next because Aethor has Casey's two, like and then flat in the middle. I, and I switched, and then it's Arch.
0: My brain switched everybody. I thought Neil got an eighteen, and Arch you're trying got to get out one. of going. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened You're there. trying to cheat I d and d Thor? I've never cheated in my how life. how you not even? a single how time. How could you? I've, I've never... You're a role, bro. bro. Um. <laughs> Shut up. You fucking think you know me? You fucking think you know me? I played homebrew you D&D roll, before bro? I even you knew even what roll? a D&D
4: was, motherfucker. All right, okay. <laughs> um. All right. All right. Okay. Uh it's a few hours later when you wake up um and the pair of you go off to uh like basically look through all the tomes and all the leaves and all the books and stuff. Um I'm gonna say Laughing has probably left at this point to do Laffian things because you only need to <laughs> meditate for four hours and Laughing is about to have a bunch of stuff done up <laughs> early in the morning. So uh we can we can say he's not there. You turn yeah. up and he's not there and it's like, surprise, yay, empty room full of books. Um Demi basically sits down and looks at your manic mess of notes and she basically comments on like, it is an absolute shitstorm of stuff here. What have you done? What have you arranged this by?
0: Okay, so over there are the least burned pages, which I think <laughs> belong together. Over here are the most burned pages, and I don't know what order they go into. And also, there are two books that are mostly the same, but not exactly. And I think they're roughly about the same stuff. And both of them are pretty not burnt, so they're fine. And then everything else in between is a mess. Okay.
4: I kind of just really healing that everything is here is just a mess. Okay, that's fine. I can work in this kind of chaos. This is absolutely normal. This is good. This is kind of how I end up with stuff anyway. Okay, so I'm going to move this thing here and she basically (laughs) begins to reorder the notes and she's Ah. like, you see this kind of like shape here? Like it has like very smooth lines and they're kind of like really like nothing is straight and everything is curved but it goes into each other really nice with that pointed areas. That's like, that's conjuration magic. So that all that stuff kind of belongs together and you see these very straight lines that like intersect one another and nothing like joins up. They're all just straight lines. That's kind of more like like, destructive magic. Um, Oh, and this here, like, the mixture of, like, straight lines and wavy lines, that's kind of alteration magic. Okay. And as she begins to rearrange all of these, you begin to, like pick up that the book may well have been like magic for people who don't know magic magic 101 Mm -hmm. she clearly has a lot more to teach on that like these are the basics that you get from the book but this is more kind of like the subtleties and the nuances in it and she kind of like separates all the pages out she kind of talks you through the different schools of magic um, and she answers whatever random questions that squash may have about what is necromancy magic how does conjuration work what is abjuration like she kind of like explains that very Calmly and patiently, you begin to realize that as she's actually beginning to put them into like different orders and stuff, her mannerisms have changed. Um, you notice it becomes she comes much smaller, and a little bit more human. Um, and you notice that the glow in her eye tends to disappear from black to mostly just her normal eye color. She's very patiently explaining what each of these things are. She's kind of gone into teacher mode
6: mm-hmm.
4: um, as she kind of like puts all these things into different places. And then she sees what Lafion saw to a degree. She makes like, oh, Lafian mentioned that this is making miniature planes and that this is like possibly a test. And she kind of like listens to that information and nods and completely agrees with Lafian's assessment. Uh, Lafian, I would like you to take a point of inspiration, please, because you're 100% on your deductions. Woo!
0: Hmm. And boy.
4: Like, 100%. This was a test. Um, <laughs> that's why That's why it needed a stronger thing. And as she goes through it and, like, she does these things and she acknowledges, like, and puts, like, you can begin to see that she's, with her hand movements, like, drawing lines between different things. And as she begins to flick through the pages and talks very much about them, she basically um, ends up saying... Okay, so the, well, the thing is, he didn't really quite understand the concept of our magic. He has a magical of his own. He's trying to force that into our structure, and that doesn't really work. It needs to like come from us and, and the magic we have around us. So he may not even be possible of creating a smaller individual plane or for cutting our plane off, but I think... I think if we have access to some very strong magics, or we could bind it to a soul or could bind it to a very strong object, or we could just give up to the chaos magic and just like freaking go for it with like testing magic. But I think it is actually entirely possible to create like a small plane, like like an individual self-contained plane. How long it will last, I don't know, because it obviously depends on like the magic or whether it's bound to a soul or anything. But you could definitely make a really small individual plane that is separate from everything. And that opens a whole bunch of other ideas. And I think once we do that a few times, we could probably do that permanently, I think.
0: Okay. Um, would these like these these new little like planes be like for like what purpose can they serve for tests for for storage? What, what are we thinking?
4: Well, yeah, like storage for sure. Like you could definitely store a lot more things here. And then you can probably like, depending on the size, you can even store like entire like castles and stuff here. Like you could probably do that. And you could test magics in here and you could create them as like really good prisons because unless you're able to already jump through them, like for example, I could put you in one of these like small planes um, and you wouldn't be able to get out because you don't have the magic to do that. And you, I, I adore your pieces, but I think they're probably going to have that magic. You get me so,
0: stuck but, in my own little like squash plane.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Squash plane. Nope, wait, I have a better idea. We get you stuck in a really tiny little demi-plane because I made it. It should be named after the person who does it. Although, what? I may not be here to do that. You might be the person that does that, but I still let to call it a demi-plane because I think I came up with the idea of how this will be, so I think it should be named after me. I
0: feel like this should come up to a vote.
4: Okay, Um. everyone who votes for squash plane. Mm.
0: Squash puts his hand up.
4: Everyone who votes for Demiplane. Demi puts one hand up. You see her eye flash black and put the other hand up. I think you are overruled. I think you're cheating, but
0: fine. Demiplane it is.
4: Okay, great. great. So we create these kind of really tiny squash planes. So we make really tiny little squash planes, and then we put like a squash in there, and then you can't get out. That's like a prison all of itself. And we could test like really dangerous magics in there, which would be really good, because then we're not affecting our own plane. Because sometimes, like, for example, if we wanted to test really dangerous magic, like... So far, we could do that in a place that won't affect anyone or anything else. That would be perfect, actually, but we don't have them. We could make small planes. That's definitely doable. I I think to stop him from, from separating our plane, the physical plane, from the rest of them, it's a similar sort of magic, but it's not. And he would have an exceptionally powerful magical item to do that. Like, like a god. Yeah.
0: He'd need an entire god.
4: Yeah, I think so. So I think as long as we stop him from getting to the Sentinel plane, we might be able to stop that. Can
0: he get to the Sentinel plane? Can he travel between
4: planes like like nothing? Squash, we have to burn all of this. But there's so much important stuff. in No, 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 Squash, we have to burn all of this. If, if if he looks through this, like, it's it's not obvious to you. I'm sorry, I know you don't really have the magical knowledge, but it, it is obvious to me, and I've studied this long enough. And if he realizes exactly how his magic is different to ours and how he can do this, he can just look at this and go, this is what I need. We have to burn this. If this is the only books that come from the, the OGMA um, library, wherever it is, if we burn these, then he's not going to have access to this.
0: He already read all of this. This is his stuff.
4: Yes, it is. But he hasn't, he can't restudy this. It's like me reading a book like 20 years ago and reading it now and realizing, hey, it's important. I was seeing new things in it because I've learned a new different level of magic. And if he ever figures that out, if he finds these books again, he may be able to figure this out. We have to, we have to. Well, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, You're right. You're right. Some things are too dangerous to exist. Some knowledge should be kept away. Fine. Um, let's make a little pyre outside and. We can burn this stuff.
4: I wish I had more time.
0: Mm, Don't we all? It's the one thing we don't have anymore.
4: No. But I could teach you this if I had more time. But I can't. I don't have more time to teach you this. And you would hold that forever. You would hold this knowledge and it would just be there. And someone would have it and we wouldn't lose it. I don't have time to teach you. Well, Maybe later don't let's not argue about that again okay okay all right let's just let's just uh do the thing
0: Um. uh yeah uh squash like goes outside and he makes a little like rock ring and uh did you say there was like a little like um growth area or like anything like that
4: yeah there's like trees and stuff on this island like there's just like behind the huts Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, Squash is gonna, like, pick out any, like, branches that seem like they would burn, like, nice, and he's just gonna make a little, like, bonfire in the beach.
4: Now, I think we could probably use that anchor. We could probably stop him going to the Cicero if we have the anchor. Or if we actually managed to get him into the ether. That would work. That would work, too. Do we genuinely think this is his anchor? She shrugs. As far as I could tell when I was looking at it, I think it might be. Why would he leave that
0: behind? I don't...
4: Maybe it's part of a hole. Like, anchors have chains, right?
0: I think he has more than one.
4: I don't know. But, you know, Grimsh and some of his other wizard... um, uh, Some of the other magical folks that Grimsh has and Carson are looking into it, so I expect that they'll figure it out soon enough.
0: If we chuck a stupid anchor in there and rather force him to recall himself to the anchor or we destroy his body and he chooses to go to the anchor or the blissful eclipse either way we're rid of him from our world
4: i i expect that carson will have more ideas when he's had a real chance to study it i mean it's one thing knowing what it is like how to make it work and how to distract it are very different things I, can i ask you a question yeah and, like, at this point, like, she sits and, like... I assume the fire's going off. Yeah, right? yeah, um, yeah. We're just chucking. She seems happy. It is, like, ridiculously hot, but she's not worrying too much. Um, She says... So you're going to become, like, the timekeeper, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Squash obviously looks awkward and uncomfortable at the subject when she brings it up, but he, like, steadies himself, straightens himself out. Uh, yeah. If... All goes according to the plans we have to follow. Um one of the things that's gonna happen is that I have to take up uh the position as timekeeper. Why do you ask?
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a s- hypothetical situation. <laughs> okay. Hypothetically. Okay. I I have a I have a friend. Um I mean I literally do have friends, but this is a hypothetical friend. This this person isn't real. If I had a way of let's say my, my hypothetical friend is about to do something that they really don't want to do and, and it's life changing, fate changing, um and I had a way of undoing that. Do you think the hypothetical friend would want me to? Undo it eventually? I mean.
0: I think. At this question, Squash kind of pulls his knees close to his chest. Uh, maybe. Um, have you... Um, asked him?
4: No. no. Not, not directly. <laughs>
0: well, m- m- maybe maybe he doesn't know that he doesn't want it or maybe he doesn't feel like he can talk about it, but um, we, we do things we don't want to do all the time. Yeah. Does your friend have a choice?
4: I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's She smiles as you realize that you've called her out. I don't know, to be honest. I think that doing the thing that my friend has to do, I think that he has to, you know, become something he doesn't want to necessarily. And um, I can undo that, but it might hurt someone else, someone you don't know, changing fate, you know. Whether he'd be super mad at me.
0: Well, I don't know this personal hypothetical friend of yours. But I personally am tired of other people suffering for me. Nobody else should ever be hurt because of my actions. Inaction. Inadequacies, yes, fine. but. Never again will I make the choice to hurt others. I'm done being greedy and selfish.
4: Maybe if my friend isn't greedy and selfish, maybe that's exactly why I want to do it. I mean, hypothetically speaking. Yeah. Not that I have anything. Yeah, yeah. Recently.
0: Maybe this friend of stolen your, or anything. Maybe this friend of yours is uh, different. Maybe he's a good person that deserves this finally. A tiny little rest from a life of of doing good deeds for others.
4: She she looks at you, and you can see there's like a swirl of like black and red in her eye. And she kind of like puts her hands like palm up, like between the two of you in the sand. She doesn't say anything else.
0: Squash just. Gently rests his fingers in the palm of her hand. Demi. Yeah. Miss Grum's here right now.
4: He's here. He's always here. I mean, sometimes he's a little bit more present than normal, but he's he's around a lot. He's here. I can hear
6: him.
0: Yeah. um. He's always... Always watching.
4: Yeah. Um, he's always watching and assessing and, you know, he needs to be able to access me whenever he needs to right now for the things that we have to do. Um, like, I know that when we send you guys off, I'm actually about to go off and find his axe for his granddaughter. So I'm very excited for that. That's a um, thing we have to go do soon. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, not a task for any common orc, I
4: guess. <laughs> uh well, we're taking his granddaughter, Halsif, um, with us, and I'm very excited. I really like her. She's fun.
0: Whoa. She's his exact granddaughter?
4: Yep. Like, you might have noticed that she went all, like... She went super badass towards the end of the last fight that we had. Uh, there were, like, things pouring out of her mouth, and she was, like, super strong and powerful. That is because, like, she is, like, the descendant of a god, of, like, a literal god.
3: Oh. Cause... Hmm.
4: Asthma. That's the, word. that's the word I'm looking for. She's an I A
0: grumpy Asmar, huh? Yeah.
4: She, like... It's not like, like she doesn't get on with him. She just, like, disagrees with him on a lot of things. And he kind of, like, secretly respects that, and all that he'll ever let me tell her that. But, yeah.
0: I think that's, uh, like... a, uh, Yeah.
4: Okay. We will leave them there. Zoltana. Hey, that's who I'm I am. I'm so stoked for this. Yes. When you wake up, kind of like midday-ish, probably like between like 10 and 11 in the morning, if we'd give it like a, a real world equivalency, you kind of get awoken to a prayer. And the prayer goes as follows.
3: Hello, Zaltana. I'm awfully sorry to bother you, but I was wondering if you could perhaps lend me some aid. Some advice, maybe. You see, I am a performer, an actor of the stage, and alas, Valerian Bandersnatch and I, Dorian Carswell, perhaps you've heard of us, yes, no? We once accidentally destroyed a theatre by using a real cannon instead of a prop. No? Ah, well. Never mind. You see, I am humbly requesting your good favour. You see, our understudies are taking steps to replace us as the stars of the show. Shadows at the Lighthouse. A wonderful new tale based upon the true story. You see, Valerian, Francis and I were playing ourselves in this performance, but our understudies believe that they are better at betraying us than we are and have kicked us out of our own show. I know. The absolute nerve of these upstarts. Look, I know that this isn't perhaps the most important thing in the world, but entertainment escapism, I really think, is needed right now. Perhaps you can help us. Any assistance would be truly appreciated. And, of course, we'd credit you in the future as our... executive producer? All hail the black and crimson, I suppose.
4: And that's the prayer you get. Oh, my
6: God. Um... <laughs> I literally, like, I'm obsessed with them. And I'm going to send I know. back. I I'm going to send back and be like, if you rename your... I will give you help, but you got to re- rename your... Uh, you got to rename your company the, uh, the Black and Crimson Place. And
4: then... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes, I think that we can do that, absolutely. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for uh, for replying. Huge fan, huge fan, of course. <laughs> I want to
6: send them two uses of thaumaturgy with the suggestion that they use the booming voice feature to make them think that they are haunted. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Um they accept your direction um good goddess and uh yeah they they agree to this heartily and that's all that you hear from them from now
6: <laughs> oh my god
4: i love them all right the black and crimson players i will put that down this is not the last you have heard from them
6: <laughs> good i fucking hope not i love them <laughs> Uh, they better fucking put on a play about all my great deeds I'm also going to send them that that (laughs) (laughs) please put on a play about my great deeds
0: Uh, could you give us a an example. I'm sorry, your gloriness hasn't reached us yet. Of course it will, but like, if you could just give us a head up. If, it, like... if
6: my glory, if my gloriness hasn't reached them yet, then why the fuck are they uh, praying to me? Oh, Clearly, we're doing like, know... we're,
0: we're doing like a thing. We're praying to all of the gods. Uh, but y- you were, you were first on the list. I promise <laughs> you're the first one we, we called. that's <laughs> shaking her head to the side.
1: They're making cold calls to all this the gods.
2: Is... <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank hello, you. That's sir the word or I was for.
1: Uh, to whom it may concern
0: Hi yep. we're calling you about your
1: deity's Extended warranty I'm sorry I'm sorry I love the idea of those That's absolutely what those fuckers would do uh, though They would pray to each
0: and every one of the gods In like alphabetical order
1: <laughs> Wait so that means Zoltan is the last one Reverse call. alphabetical order Zoltan so is first
4: <laughs> I love it I genuinely love it I'm so happy you're happy with these guys Oh, oh, my God. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
3: <laughs> no, no. Uh, I was going to
4: put this in when we recorded last time before you guys actually got to Dayton's Lair, but everything was so dark and misty. I'm like, ah, I don't want to put this in. And then we had the beach episode. And I'm like, this is the perfect time. <laughs> yes to all of this. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. Sorry, my chest really hurts. It's laughing so hard. Um. All right. Brilliant. You head on down to the beach. uh you head on down to the beach with a bit. <laughs> You see that there are a lot of people down here. You can see that um, Tuck and Elise um, and this red dragonborn that you haven't seen before and Raoul and Aima all kind of like under one porch talking together. You can see that Aima has like this big bucket of like cold looking water uh, <laughs> consistently like splashing everybody with it. Raoul holding like this big leaf like trying to fan their friends down. Um, you can see all that chaos going on. Um, you can see there's a fire off to one side um, and you can see that like Squash and Demi are sitting there talking. Um... You can see Laffyun off to one side doing what Laffyun is about to do. I'm so stuck for that. Um, so yeah, you see all of that going on. Um, this is what you see before you when you enter the beach uh, after having ousted your uh, black and crimson players. Um, is there anything you want to do? Yeah,
6: I want to see if there's like any beach volleyball going on, and I want to crush it on the court. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and if there's not, well, I want to smash glad. the shit out of a watermelon. Um, a Adette smiles when you suggest beach volleyball and she says um I'm not 100% sure I know the rules but I I guess I can look on for the side and cheer for you um let me let me find some sticks and then we'll make a quick net um and then we'll get some beach volleyball going um one day Uh, (laughs) she's like fanning herself with her hands Um, she goes off and like she builds like this little net and stuff um, and she comes over to each person in turn and asks if they want to join like this little volleyball game Um, for the three of you who are on the opposite side of the table to me um, and not Sultana do you want to join in beach volleyball Uh, yeah yes
0: I'll show you fuckers how it's done
4: uh we'll put squash on the Aima is Aima is 100% in for this um she is like of course I want to play volleyball I've never played before I just hit the ball just away from the floor right this is how I play great cup. I love it um the the other dragonborn like she politely refuses but she kind of like sits in the shade like close enough to you so that she can watch um Elise and Tuck are totally in for this game uh Raoul, are you in
7: um it depends like I'll sit in and hang out with the <laughs> Red Dragonborn uh, if they have enough players.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. We have Elise, Tuck, Ortana, Squash, who says he's going to show it, and then Laffian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right.
1: We're playing We're Mario gonna, Tennis, just... but with TLD characters. <laughs> and it's volleyball instead of tennis.
6: Uh, It literally is nothing like Mario Tennis.
1: We have to categorize ourselves, though. There's like power characters, control characters, and whatnot.
4: All right. If you look in the Roll20, (sighs) there is a handout called Volleyball.
1: Yes, there is. Why there's a handout?
4: I write rules. (laughs) V. I
6: I love you. I love you and uh, you should marry me.
0: Is, is this oh. is this the reason why I went <laughs> alone to look at potential new work cars? Because you were the, uh, making yes. up <laughs> fantasy <laughs> volleyball rules.
4: Actually, exactly what happened was I turned to Aethel and went, I'm done with prep. And then Magic went, no, I'm not. I need to prepare a volleyball game. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I went this morning. Oh. All right. Um, so... Demi decides that she's not joining in because you have, t- you have basically six people willing to play and she'll go sit in the shade. Um, she, you can see that she's lifting her hands a little bit um, and she's basically looking like she's going through, um, like she's preparing something in her mind. Like she's basically working but still watching what you're doing. Um, she hasn't finished what she's doing um, per se. All right. Um, so we have Zoltana, Squash, Schlafian with Eima, Tuck and Elise. Zoltana, this is your idea in your game. Who do you want on your team? I made this super hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay,
6: so there's six of us. Yes. So Adet is going to be the referee. I'm calling Ama.
3: Yes.
4: And <laughs> I'm calling squash. Okay, Sultana, squash, and Ama. Not that it really matters, but we just need to have this visual in case anyone wants to draw up. Please draw up. Um, then we have Elise. <laughs> Tuck and Laffian. Ema okay.
6: is tall and has a prehensile tail, and I feel like squash <laughs> is pretty friggin' like dexterous. Um, He's quick. <laughs> yeah. So, so my um, that's my strategy.
4: Okay, that is a good strategy. So this is how volleyball D six works. There are basically first to two points, and then you win. Um, you have a pool of ten D sixes. And you could spread them across the uh, the three different rounds however you like. So you can use 5d6 in the first round and then have 5d6 for the last two rounds. Um, basically, that's kind of how it is. I've put an example in there, which I think, I hope it makes it a little bit clearer. So it's just working out how many d6s you want to roll in each round. Um, and then there are basically three rounds. You only have 10 d six spread across all of those. Um, <sighs> Since Sultana is Captain on team A and um Lafian is captain on team one um then uh you guys get to do the roles basically, as I've put in here, these are the mechanics you can be just scriptures if you want. you could pretend to use magic or side points. I don't give a shit, just narrate it how you think it looks cool. um the roles mean nothing. it's a beach episode there we go
7: I'm gonna cool <laughs> instead of making. Like a, a fun song for this, I'm gonna make a whole other combat tune. For
4: this. <laughs> make the beachiest combat tune you can do.
7: <laughs> the beachiest combat tune.
4: Was oh, is, uh, is, is it steel drums? I think. Steel it is. D- uh, like when yeah. I went to like Discovery Cove, they had steel drums, mm. and they were amazing. I love that sound mm. so much. Um, I think this is a I'm just sound.
6: imagining like the fucking tune that they play in Avatar when two benders are are fighting.
0: Oh. <laughs> Chuck it chuck
6: chuck
1: yeah <laughs> i have not watched avatar in
4: please put that on a loop yes <laughs>
1: or we just throw the the uh, intro theme in and just call it a day uh,
4: all right round 1 um, <laughs> team uh team a team sultana <laughs> <laughs> how many d6s <laughs> do you want to use in round 1 uh, <laughs> <let's>
1: <laughs> what team am i on <laughs>
4: You're on you my team. On.
6: I feel
1: like yeah. we should keep it secret. Keep, keep how the, many rolls we're doing secret. I'm on the winner okay. team.
4: Uh, <laughs> no, Ethel. So, <laughs> I mean, you might be. I'm not. I'm not discounting.
0: So, uh, the best way to do like <laughs> secret rolls for both posts at the same time is write out the number in roll twenty, and then three, two, one, post. Uh, we well, uh, just do with, GM yeah, rolls.
6: You know, I don't care about keeping them secret. I'm gonna start with three. <laughs>
4: Boom! Zoltana deciding the rules, fuck you! Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Alright, Zoltana, roll your 3D6. 12. Um actually wait a second. Um Lafian, uh-huh. what are you gonna roll?
1: See, this is the problem with not keeping it secret, because now I'm like thinking about it.
6: But you should be thinking <laughs> about it.
1: Stop giving him good advice! He's our opponent! <laughs>
4: a fun beach episode. There's no opponents. It's just what it is. That's a <laughs> lie.
1: Alright, let's go four. Four for now.
4: Alright. Alright.
1: Oh, Shit. okay. Seventeen.
4: Nice. Alright, Lafian, describe how your team scores this point.
1: Okay, alright. So I imagine there's a lot of, Basically,
4: like- I'm leaving it to the three of you to describe what this game looks like. So, yeah, yeah what, does, what does your your team's scoring look like?
1: So, like, the, the, the game is starting off kind of kind of slow and simple because both teams are trying to feel each other out and see like where their skills lie and then at one point I, I think the ball goes like super high in the air and Laughing just gets like a mystic hand in that comes and like, pe- like knocks it down to Tuck who like fucking spikes that shit like jumps off of Elisa's shoulders because they do that acrobat shit and like fucking slams that shit down I want to say that
0: it's like completely out of clear air. Like we've been just oh. doing that, like kind of keep up, seas, like really high balls for each other, and then just whoop! Bro, just fucking smashed into our side. It's just like <laughs> <"That's it>. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> Wait, that is cheating! You clearly use some sort of thought magic, magic. What is this? Wait, Sultana, we allowed to use magic.
1: I don't have magic. Uh you have
4: something and it is mystical and I don't like it. I think it's cheating. You know what? Oh, I, that, can we get that rolling?
1: <laughs> I have a magical personality.
6: like <laughs> right, uh, that it's it. We have to
1: fucking crush them.
6: Laffian, please <laughs> never say that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
1: I have a mystical personality then.
6: Nope, we're done. Alright. Uh yeah, I, All right. you know what? If they're gonna cheat, we're gonna cheat.
4: Alright then. It's okay. I have a secret plus uh, she kind of, like, leans in with you. Well, I'm not going like, to cheat because I'm just going to use brute fucking strength. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, we can do that too. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Laffian. since you went second last time round, um, you to decide how many dice you want to roll on this round. You have six left for the next two rounds.
1: Okay. Hmm. I'm going to go all in with five. Save one extra just in case. But fuck it, five.
4: All right, that is a bold maneuver, um, Zoltana. Uh, you have seven dice left. How many do you want to spend? I'm also gonna go with five because I still have two up on him for the third round. All right, I approve. Go I forth want and roll. to cheat. <laughs> you want to cheat how?
0: I wanna <laughs> one point where we're like sending the ball over the opening gambit. Genuinely, the opening gambit of sending the ball over. I want to, goddamn it, Casey. What was that fucking roll? Um, I got I fucking wanna...
6: archer's curse. Okay. Ah,
0: you fucking- I don't know what you want from me. I mean, do
6: whatever you want to do to fucking help us out because we're about to we're about gonna lose and I don't want to lose.
0: No. Okay. So <laughs> when I send the ball over, just genuinely for the opening gambit, I want to have an enlarged reduce ready, and I'm gonna enlarge the ball <laughs> so they get like a three times size of the ball <laughs> on their side
4: i allow you to roll extra d6. Fuck it.
0: Uh, we've already lost. If that's all we get,
1: you can tie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You cool, can tie. Oh, cool. In event
4: of a tie, we reroll.
1: Oh my yes.
2: god.
4: Oh no! Yes. <laughs> yes! Oh! The ball goes super high in the air. Like, it goes absolutely massive. It goes over the net. Like, Tuck just goes in and just, like, fucking kicks that shit in the air. It goes so high up in the air and it just kind of gets taken by the wind as you, like, oh, that's out of my spell range. What the fuck? Um, and it shrinks back to small and kind of gets floated out to sea. So there's no real, like, huh? Adet just kind of looks at the, the lot of human. I. I feel like that one is out, but it's nobody's fault, so let's pretend that point didn't happen, and let's go again. Go team! And she conjures a new ball from nowhere. (laughs) So basically, y'all get to roll 5d6s again. Okay. Alright, Archie, go first this time.
7: How could you cheat (laughs) for No, I I, I feel like...
4: I literally (laughs) said in there I don't give a shit how you want, I don't care anymore.
0: (laughs) Alright, Casey. (laughs) I I got got a 15.
4: Come on, Casey. Come on. Fuck it up. Come on!
6: Alright, come on,
4: baby. Papa needs
6: a new pair of shoes. Come!
4: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> As Sultana goes to smash the ball with all of her might, the ball just explodes <laughs> into like tiny fragments. Adet just looks at all of you. Just very subtly shakes <laughs> her head.
1: Is there any policies on acts of deity? Rogue um, acts of
0: gods. I think... Um, what was it? Uh, acts of gods are outside the rules. Um, uh, the, the rules do not cover acts of gods, so they are allowed. It's the same with insurances. You're <laughs> not covered for that. Uh, divine
4: intervention. What yeah, about insurances? Not are we supposed to have insurances?
0: <laughs> it's a thing that's in all insurances all right. for some fucking reason. We do not cover acts <laughs> of gods.
4: It's just
1: like... <laughs> we only ever cover... You see,
4: like, Elise... Least- you see Elise like roll her shoulders and you see her like uh, basically just scoot off to one side. She's like, Give me, give me a minute. And she comes back and she's wearing her belly dancing gear. She's like, All right, I feel like this may be our point. I feel like we're going to win this time, okay? No fucking it up. Adette's like, All right, and sub. All right, you guys roll again.
1: Jesus Christ.
4: Same, <laughs> this is all you're trying to five, five. Five. Oh,
1: oh my God. God.
4: <laughs> it's not supposed to be this hard.
1: <laughs> oh, Arch,
4: no!
1: how dare you do this to me? <laughs> Come on, Casey. <laughs> Sports. Ah! <laughs> uh,
4: uh. Alright. Alright, Thatfune. How, how does your team win?
1: Um.
6: That can't even be winning. Well, I mean, guess they do. But whatever. I still want <laughs> yeah, to two points. Point. Still wanna do that third fucking point. I still want to do that third fucking point because I want to crush him once.
1: That's. Alright. Oh. Alright, we can do that. <laughs> You're going to like spike it and hit me in the face? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. No.
1: No. You nerd.
4: Sure the fuck like it stuck around the ball, his arms, his legs around it as he goes backwards. Yeah. It changes
0: from uh, volleyball to
1: dodge ball. Roll your one. Roll
4: your one fucking arch.
1: Wait, what am I rolling? How? How?
4: How? Before you get too far, how do you win this point? Okay. How do you win this point, Lafian?
1: Um. So a bit of a throwback, I think. uh What the fuck is the ability called? I don't even remember. I haven't used it in so long strategic mind uh Lafayette, like throws out that aura of command <laughs> so that like Tuck Elise and him are all on like the same page and like they're like just passing it one to the other and then eventually it just gets uh knocked way up in the air and then just gets slammed right right close to the line where it looks like it's about to go out but it's just inside
4: according to volleyball rules if it hits the line it's still in it's only if the whole ball is not touching the line um so yeah like it smashes down on like the line that has been drawn in like this like like a debt has changed the color of the sand and it no matter what shifts in and out it's the same thing and it lands perfect on the line and she's like score point Laffian. Yay! And there's a rupturing of cheers, and then you see just, like, a lot of people at the side just, like, shaking their head. Yeah, the, uh, the red dragonborn is, like, politely a- clapping as they really have no idea what the fuck is going on, what the hell this game is. Um, they just be polite. Um,
1: <laughs> Roll
4: your D6. All right.
1: <laughs> what am I rolling like D6? <laughs> uh, I think,
4: uh, I think laughing maybe uh, team one
5: and uh, A team just want to do a final, final, uh, final... No point,
4: right? That's, that's how we do it. Yes. Hit the ball at me, Laffian.
0: <laughs> Roll your last pathetic die, so I can at end this At this point,
4: you see like tucking, Tuck and Elisa backing away. Ava's going away as well. And like Ava's puts her hand on like squash's shoulder, but like temporarily and pulls it away
1: again. It's like hey, maybe we should uh, uh, back that's away. Zoltana, uh, just no, no bloody vengeance, regular vengeance. Okay, no, no bloody, please. This is one-on-one fight. It's terrifying. <laughs> Hit. The ball. <laughs>
6: got a five. All
4: right. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. It
6: is going straight into your fucking face. That she is mean. Up, she jumps up. You you hit the ball up. She jumps up and spikes it real hard directly into your
1: face. Hey, v, v. can I cheat? Uh, yeah, sure. When you want an eight? Can I summon my fire elemental to intercept the ball? <laughs>
6: Don't you fucking dare! That's gonna make it worse for you.
1: You're trying to hit my face.
6: <laughs> just take, just take your fucking. Lumps.
1: No. <laughs> you have like uh, a twenty something in streak. You're gonna burn my fucking nose. You're not don't doing
4: damage, guys. You're not rolling damage at each other. Yeah, me. I'm not gonna. It's not oh gonna do God. actual damage. It's just. Oh it's just pride damage. That shit don't come back, but it is pride
1: damage. <laughs> I had fifty years of pride damage, thank you.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, oh.
4: Uh, Who needs to hit a mentor when you have the precious self-burn? <laughs> <laughs> the ball goes flying over the net and hits Laffian kind of like square in the face. Um, immediately, you feel like this calming presence as a jet runs over. She's kind of smiling and shooting like a like a thumbs up look over at Zoltano, but she like very quickly heals your face and like <coughs> the pain just recedes very quickly. And then she stands up and says, I think that's it for volleyball, don't you, Anna? Uh-huh. Zoltano's like, Zoltano like just nods,
6: <laughs> looks at at, at Laffian walks over walks over to like where she has put the the watermelon and she just smashes it in half <laughs> wa- grabs half walks over to Laffy and hands him half and goes good game
1: <laughs> thanks I think
4: alright that is a beautiful scene thank you so much Casey for coming up with that idea
6: <laughs> the fear the fucking fear and arches.
4: Oh, fucking ridiculous! Um, so warm. It's fucking hilarious. All right. Um, I guess then it is Lafian. Hi. Um, so we're gonna roll back in time mm-hmm. to before squash got up. Um, oh. just a little bit. Um, <inability> <health THIS> <root> you come to and it's fairly early in the morning um, you can tell that there's no one around you there's like a pile of books and debris all over the floor, scatter pillows you know that kind of shit um, and you notice that looking around that the rations that you have aren't something happened to them while you were in that kind of like Dayton's lair and they're all kind of like not great and they're moulding through and you suspect if that's happened to your stuff it's probably also happened to your companions um, what do you want to do?
1: Oh, huh? that's kind of grody. And the sun's like just coming up, isn't it?
4: Uh, yeah, the sun has been up for like a couple of hours at this point, and it's like it's it's very warm, but the light is definitely up. Uh, when you were interrupted earlier this morning, it was still like the sun was coming up, at least. So yeah. Okay.
1: Hmm. I think he'll just like get up and head outside and. Um... Hmm. We do kind of need food. It's a problem. You can only eat so many heroes' feasts.
4: <laughs> that is true.
1: Um, I think Laughing's going to start, like, he's going to channel his, uh, the nomadic mind focus. And he's going to just go off to where the woods are and everything and uh, start gathering some materials and uh, focus on, like, carpentry skills and, like, woodworking skills. Okay. And he's going to try to fashion himself a fishing rod.
4: Yeah, that is absolutely doable. Um, I'm not going to make you make a roll for it because, like, you have time. Like, you literally have, like, between here and the other side of the volleyball fight, you have loads of time. Um, yeah, you can definitely find something that works as a, as a fishing rod. Um, you can find some, like, the the vines and stuff, which are very easy to, like, peel apart. So you have, like, long strands that you can use as, like, fishing um, fishing line. Um, and you even, like, out in the woods, you'll find, like, these tiny little, like, grubs and stuff that you could use as bait. Um Yeah, that is absolutely doable. Um, You have fashioned yourself a fishing rod.
1: He's probably just going to find a nice spot where he can wait out in the water and uh, spend the morning on his own just trying to catch some fish.
4: In that case, I will make you roll a survival check to see how many fish you get.
1: Okay. Um, Do I get proficiency with fishing stuff from my focus? I don't know how this works. I don't know how you want to rule this.
4: Mm, Yeah, fuck it. Like you guys have like plenty of time. Like you're taking it easy. Um you're fishing, but yeah, you're taking it easy. Right.
1: Fishing is supposed to be calming. It is calming. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll a perception, it would be the same value. It just
4: Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah.
1: That is a fifteen.
4: Roll three D twos, please.
1: Five in total.
4: You come up with five like really big fish. Um, I don't do fish. I don't know what you could fish on like the edge of like this nice middle of like the, the, the... somewhere in the southern hemisphere of this round globe. Um, you find fish off the coast and there are five like really big fish. Uh, they have lots of different colors on them, like mostly like purples and like kind of greens, but mm, the undertone is always gray. Um, they look like big, healthy fish. And so far as you know, you've eaten these before. Um, they're probably edible
1: (laughs) okay all right then in that case then he's probably going to try to find uh somewhere that he can actually yeah he's gonna he's gonna make a stringer and he's just gonna tie it off somewhere like so that they're still in the water Mm -hmm. so that he can use them later to make food
4: yeah absolutely um you can absolutely do that um Claws kind of like pads over part way through the day, um, and they see that you have a big bunch of fish there. Um, and you just see them slowly, like sneakily padding out. You can see that Tio is sitting on top of her head as like they're slowly like padding out into the water, and they keep looking around like, is is anyone seeing me? Sneaky, claws. sneaky, sneaky.
1: <laughs> Those are for everybody.
4: You see like claws lift like a like one of her claws and point at her.
1: More. You can have one, the smaller one. You don't.
4: And you see her like lunge forward and grab the smallest one. There's like, as soon as you just say, you can, that's it. Like her teeth are sunk into this and you see her pull it off. Um, And she kind of like bounds across the waves and like, you see her settle down and like begin to eat this fish. You see Tio just occasionally like nipping down and you see that she kind of gives a very small piece up to Tio who kind of like very quickly nibbles on it and spits it back out. Don't you yeah. even
1: have a stomach? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Gross!
1: <laughs> You're the one um, making an thingy but... fish.
4: It's cool. Um, Gross. It's so. What do you do next? What's the next next phase in in the in the in the in the plan?
1: Um. Probably once it's like a little before midday, he'll start getting to work. So he's gonna switch his focus over to like culinaryian's uh, utensils and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's going to take there's four fish left he's gonna take two of the fish and he's going to start um having like his mystic hands start cutting up and flaying and in the meantime yeah. he's getting like a smoker set up so he's getting like nice big fire and setting up like a stringer above it that he can uh try to smoke some of the fish so that it's preserved for later try to replenish <laughs> rations
4: that's that's awesome um during part of that as you're setting all this up um you see that Kors comes padding back over to having like been disappeared for a while you're probably assuming sitting in front of like Raoul's room again um she comes back and she has like in her mouth this like this kind of like piece of bark and you see that tio also has like something even smaller in his mouth that's kind of like whitish in color and they both drop them at your feet um and it becomes very apparent that these are a mixture of spices and herbs that they have like foraged for you
1: oh that's very helpful of you thank you Okay. All right. I make commi- You know Clause what? Just Hold like
4: on. digs a little hole and like settles down. Like, uh, you can see like she's been in the water recently, and like the sand around her is getting really wet, and it's just like dripping into it. She just like lays across the ground, just like I'm done with this.
1: <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. I I can deal with this. This works. Thank you. You know what? Actually, one more ingredient that might help. If you can,
4: you see them like tip their head up at you.
1: If you can get me some seaweed, I can do a bit of a seaweed wrap, perhaps. or maybe like a seaweed salad.
4: <laughs> you see Claws like stand up and like bound over to the water. Um, and you see Tio just like flying around in circles above. And then you see Tio like dive and you see Claws go down afterwards. And they come back with like a big amount, like, like an almost entire like plant of seaweed, like inside Claws's mouth.
1: That will work perfectly. Thank you. Um, yeah, Laffian spends the rest of his time, then he's going to start trying to prepare like a big meal. He's going to get, um, he's probably going to use some like bigger, some of the big like leaves that are from the trees and the plants and like wrap up some of the fish, uh, inside of that with like some of that seasoning and everything and try to like rub it onto the meat. Mm-hmm.
7: I love Tio and I love uh, claws, but one is dead and one is from the stalking plane. So make sure they brought you things that living things can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: putting that.
2: I there would assume the that was
1: verified. <laughs>
4: Yes. Uh I assume with your culinary skills that you are focusing on, yes, you could tell what is poisonous and what is not. I, they did not bring anything that would kill you, Ralph.
1: I'm <laughs> pulling on like psionic tendrils of memories of people yeah. that were like, that's edible, that's not edible, that's good. Uh, but he's gonna wrap everything in with all like their seasonings and everything, and he's actually gonna like put that under the fire so mm-hmm. that it gets kind of like a slow cook
4: nice and then uh during the slow cook that's when beach ball happens yes <laughs> so that we can pass time if you're smoking you're cooking
1: <laughs> so he's got strands of the fi- the meat up that are being smoked and then the rest is getting that nice slow cook yeah. underneath
4: um all right so yeah the the meat has been slowly cooked um are you announcing your serving or is there something else you want to add to it
1: mm. i mean if there's like some foraging that can be done if there's any uh like wild vegetables that might be on the island like if maybe there's um what is it like wild uh wild onions or i think it's called or something like that yeah like
4: yeah like like wild onions uh shallots and like chives and stuff they're just like all over the island yeah absolutely
1: he'll definitely mix some of that in as like a bit of garnish maybe a little bit of flavoring the garlic especially would be very good actually shallots would be really fucking good with fish
4: yes (laughs) Yes, you are able definitely to forage like extra ingredients for uh, the garnish and to add to the fish for sure.
1: Maybe a side of potatoes,
4: taters. Uh, you find sweet potatoes Ooh. or yams. I think you guys call them both. Okay, I he'll know, he'll
1: boil some of I those.
4: The potatoes are orange.
1: <laughs> some boiled. But will sweet he mash taters.
4: them or stick them in a stew?
1: Yes. You boil the key is to boil them and then you mash them. No stew
4: sure sure uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. what I've never cooked a sweet potato I, I never mash my potatoes before I cook them sweet potatoes uh, like, are one I of those things, things where you would like
1: them. you would have to boil it up first and then you can mash it up because at that point it's nice and soft
4: yeah they're super starchy when you start
0: normally you'd yeah. mix in
1: like a bit of sugar with it and uh, some br- mm. or brown sugar a little bit of butter stop it you're <laughs> making me hungry I'm uh,
2: yeah. contrary oh to what
1: people may think I know how to cook very well thank you well, I don't. I don't and Just I'm guessing. hungry now, so.
6: <laughs> and also, I'm really disappointed in you. What? For not Did you did you catch what I was referencing cuz it didn't seem I like I
1: missed what did you say?
6: You said you're going to boil them and then I said are you going to mash them and stick them in a stew?
1: No, I got the reference. Okay. Okay. If anybody okay, okay. here would get that reference, I would hope that I would. <laughs> you played it so I straight.
6: Like, I, I je- You played it so straight that I was like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was like one of just Arch favorite was like,
7: movies. No, it's real life cooking channel now. No, my assumption is that Neil's
1: going to cut it out because he has to make himself <laughs> funny, but not us. Fuck
7: fantasy. I'm going to tell you how to bake mashed potatoes now. Y'all ready?
4: <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm done with this. <laughs> All right. You have prepared a really good fish meal um with good a size like of like sweet potatoes and you also have like a good garnish to go with your fish. Um it is enough to feed everyone who wants to eat. Um there are a couple of that don't Adet doesn't really eat. Um Grunch doesn't really eat but Demi has like a really small amount of it so you can tell like she's trying to eat and then it gets pushed away pretty quickly. Um everyone else however just like ploughs into it. Um Rena the um so Rena the like the red dragonborn like she eats a lot of it. Um she seems to be really enjoying it um and then like she'll just go lay in the cold water cuz it's like ah. <laughs> I have to say guys it is still a very very hot day and this food is going down wonderfully well. Arch I'd like you to roll 2d20 please.
1: Okay. 2d20. So he's going to roll a three. two. <laughs> I got 29 in total. <laughs> I got an 11 and an 18. <laughs>
4: Everyone has twenty nine temporary hit points what? until sun up on the next day. Oh shit!
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Jesus.
4: Because you've had to, you've been able to spend a whole day cooking a decent meal. <laughs> you are also on God Island, where literally all the ingredients are the best ingredients.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, God Island. Yeah, yeah I'm starting to think yeah. this
0: island is a little bit of a cheat. Oh, all, 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 all the. I
4: mean, yeah, everything is exactly as it appears, guys. Like, there's nothing uh, fishy going on.
1: Ah. Uh... <laughs>
4: I, all right, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> we
1: need we need someone here that can conjure cod, summon salmon. Ah.
4: Yeah, uh Beck and Bass.
1: Yep. Maybe. Alas, he's too busy <laughs> fighting the sky worms. make, make mackerel.
6: Oh. <laughs> make mackerel. That didn't even, uh, I forgot I turned my thing off so I could crunch because I was like really hungry. I, I was writing it down my, my extra hit points and I accidentally put a zero at the end, so it said two eighty. Oh and I'm I'm just gonna
4: keep that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I have oh, T-O-D-R-D-A-D-A-C-T.
1: Uh, Casey, do you, you want more right? demi That's how you get more demi That's like three. Yeah.
4: I have two of them, and they'll actually use all the spells I supposed to. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they had way more spell slots. I just didn't use them. Um All right. Okay, great. As uh Basically, as you guys are eating and enjoying this meal... um, the sun is like actually slowly beginning to set, and it's it's still really warm um and like you know uh Rina and um Amo go off to one side and they just basically sit in the ocean just at the very edge of it um they're just talking a little bit um tuck and Elise just kind of like pair off together and they they chat with Adette for a little while um and Demi goes over and speaks to them as well um so it's kind of just the three of you left around the fire with Claus and teo. Four of you left around the fire with Claus and tear.
1: This has been the weirdest couple of days I think I've experienced in my entire life.
6: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Who would have imagined that a prince could be such a good chef?
1: You know, I learned from the best, and what I didn't learn, I uh, borrowed.
6: (laughs) Oh yeah, because your girlfriend's like the greatest chef in the world.
1: Cheers. I'm inclined to agree, but uh but you know, maybe that maybe that should be some sort of entertainment in the future, like a uh, the world's greatest chef sort of thing.
6: Are you saying that we should have a cook off once all this is done? Because I'll tell you what, I meek I make a real friggin' mean steak.
0: Ah, uh, we can have like the the great big big
1: run cook offs. I'm into that. Fake off. Fake off, sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, I don't make I don't make pastries.
1: Or what if we call it the Mithril Chef? Hmm, Mithril Chef sounds pretty good. Because you know, only the best uh, culinary utensils are made with mithril.
2: Oh,
6: Mithril Chef! I like that.
1: Oh,
0: I actually do think I stole a uh, uh, Mithril Chef's set once. How how much should I have pawned that for? <laughs>
1: A full set probably that's at least worth probably at least 1 to 2000 gold pieces. I, f- I fucking knew it. What did I you do? Like it. 500? No, I got like 30. Oh, you got scammed. What are
0: you, an idiot? Guys, I yes, I am an idiot.
1: <laughs> Wait, who did you sell it to?
0: Uh I don't remember what his name was, but he Surely. ran a pawn shop down in um uh Oh, where was I? Went back then. It's not where I have my my little house. Uh,
1: you probably weren't Vanless, weren't you?
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. I actually, was in Vanless. Thank you.
3: No, oh, of and, course it was Vanless. That is
0: where you have your
1: little hovel. Is that where I have my hovel?
0: <laughs> That's where your hovel. Oh yeah. shit! I forgot.
1: I <laughs> mean, it was either that or you pawned it off in Cusack, and we know what happens there. No, 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 no. Not in Cusack.
4: At at this moment. <laughs> You all four of you just hear this like rush of air as if like there's a sudden gust coming from like nearby to you. And you look across and you can see that Emil is standing there. With him, there is also Caden and Talus, and there is also Kythea and Bogrim.
1: Hmm. Way to kill the mood V.
6: The hell the hell is <laughs> is he doing here?
1: Yeah, what is Emil doing here?
0: Fuck off, Emile. No, we like him. <laughs> oh, sorry. Who are we at, <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: I'm
0: sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm being too silly. I'm sorry. I'm in a silly mood now.
4: <laughs> Squash has clearly got on like some sort of rush out of the fish that you gave him. Uh, something clearly affects halflings differently to everyone else. <laughs> it's the garlic.
0: <laughs> sorry. Yeah.
4: Um, Bergrim just kind of like waves a hand and. Uh, he just uh awkwardly just takes a few steps back. Um and you can see that Emil is kind of like pointing. You notice that Emil is a lot shorter than you remember him to be. Um his features are also slightly different as if somebody else is wearing his face. And you see him point in a direction down towards the huts and he does like talks to the others, and you see Caden and Talis who both wave, but Taylor's is obviously very tired at this point. Um and Caden just like basically shoots her aloft to like one of these other huts as well. Um, um Hello. So you're left with Kythia and Emil.
1: Glad you all could join us.
4: Hi. Um, what'd you bring him for? I don't know, actually. Um, Emile? And Emil says...
1: He has something that Aima requires. Do you have what you required? I do. As much as I hate to admit it, he is actually good at finding strange relics in dangerous places.
6: Then don't admit it. Deny it until your dying day.
1: Or undying day. (laughs) No
6: one can stop you.
1: True, but here we are. I have the things we need if we meet Daichin again. According to Grimshin Demetria, there is apparently an alternative idea, but we must wait on Carson for that. For now, I have things to prepare for my ritual this night. Technically two of them. Hmm. The fish smells amazing.
4: And he kind of like waves a little bit, nods, and he heads off in the direction towards where Amy is. Yeah.
1: All right.
4: Um, Kythea just walks over and she sits next to uh, Laffian. She kind of like picks up a fork and like uh, she helps herself to some of the fish that is around. Um, who made this?
1: Laffian, oh, is like the most innocent face, just like he's like looking away, not making a face, just. Okay, I read you like a book. <laughs>
4: She starts to like eat into it and she just like looks up and is like, this is really good.
1: I'm glad you said it first.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, I mean, it's great. A few little herb changes is what I do, but this is really good. I mean, considering that you can even make cruel when I first met you.
1: <laughs> he smiles. This is really good. <laughs> I learned from the best and what I didn't learn, I uh, acquired. Temporarily. <laughs>
4: You can see that there's a little flush in her, in, in, the, in the purple in her face. Um, and she kind of like wraps her tail around like your, your wrist as she's eating. Um, okay, catch me up on everything.
7: Hi, everyone. It's me. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you are enjoying the beach as much as I am. I would like to thank Library Cat for the name Yazarina. Thank you so much. If you would like to visit our website or if you are looking for one of our resources and would just like a more convenient way to get there, if you go to blighthouse.studio, that's B-L-I-G-H-T, house.studio, and click the link for TLD Pod, you can find a link To our website, you can find a link to the iTunes, you can find a link to our Discord server, our Patreon, our Twitter, our Facebook. Any place you can find us, you can find a link uh, from the Blighthouse.studio website. From the Blighthouse.studio site, you can find links to Counterbalance from Cassie. You can find a link to Four Top Threes, which is another show we've had fun making. So if you are looking for a link to, say, the merch or anything we have going on at the time with social media or exploring to see if there are new shows on the network or anything, you can find all of that information at blighthouse.studio. Again, thank you all so much for listening. We hope that you are enjoying the beach, and I hope that the next episode we spend some more time here, because I kind of like it. So uh, thank you, and... We will see you next episode. Bye.
2: What happens when you take five podcast aficionados and you throw them into a world of mystery and monsters? Well, you cry about it.
6: She's going to kind of like walk her feet up the wall and try to push her arms out, like using her leg strength to like push against the wall to break the chains.
0: Realizing uh, the predicament that he's in, He's just gonna take his hands off
3: and slip the chains off and put them back on. So he just slams his wrist against the shackles and then using that little bit of pain, he phases through them.
6: So can I summon like a a hammer (laughs) and break my chains? You
3: You could summon a hammer and break
2: the chains off the wall. Yeah. I would also like attention. What you've done is you have Falcon punched this guy in the jaw. Dislocated
1: it and set your fist and fragments of his jaw into the other one's eyes, literally killing both of them. Roll for guilt. I have no guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I just
6: wanted to get a give everyone a little bit of life.
3: Tendrils just come alive and they stretch out to grab this thing, so it basically they just snatch it from two legs on each side away from the I guess you can call them allies and they just start munching on them.
2: Free Action Cry is the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast and you can find it on your podcatcher of choice. Come check us out.
3: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf wine coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.